Hey, have you ever wanted to know exactly what your calling is? This is a question that so many people ask at some point in their, li- in their life. What is my unique calling? What am I called to do? What does God want me to do? And today we're going to jump into that. We're going to look at how to determine and identify that calling. We're going to look at some of the things that can get you away from that calling and how you can develop that calling. We're going to look at all of that in the Word, in the Bible, seeing some examples of that is going to be awesome. Yeah. So get ready. Let's find our unique calling today. So are y'all, are y'all ready? Yes, yeah. sir. You ready? Awesome. So one of the things that I wanted to do right off, right off the bat was just go over some of the things uh, that we're looking for here. So... Uh, in finding your unique calling, a lot of times people go at it the wrong way. Now, if, I will say this. If you didn't watch yesterday's broadcast or the, the first video really in the series, if you didn't watch that, in order to find your purpose, you have to know your why. Yeah. But in order to find your why, you really have to know God because it's going to be hard to find your why without knowing God, without knowing the Creator who created us in mm-hmm. his image and likeness and yeah. what we were created for. So once we find God, we can find our why. And once we find what is that why that drives us, we can find out what our destiny is and what our purpose is. Yeah. So this is where we basically left off yesterday, and this is where we're going forward from there. So if you didn't watch yesterday's broadcast, make sure you watch it. We'll make sure to have that link in the description and definitely take a look at that one. So, because that's important, because everything we're going over, if you don't understand your purpose and your why connected to God, this is not going to work either. This is going to fall apart, and it's going to fall to pieces. But if you have those pieces in place, because you watch that broadcast, glory to God, then you can go here, and you can start to see what's there. So today, what we're going to talk about is that our gifts are not static. In other words, you have them, they never grow. They increase. Our gifts are developed. You can put that in the comments. We're going to talk about our gifts are developed. Then we're going to talk about how our gift makes room for you Mm -hmm. and how that plays into identifying your calling. Then we're going to talk about are there things that could kill your destiny or things that you should avoid. Uh, We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about identifying your calling. How? What are three steps coming up, three steps to identify your calling, and then recognizing the moment that it's time to step into yeah. it. Recognizing that moment. And then we're going to talk about, all right, now we recognize the moment. We're called. We've recognized the moment. We've stepped into our calling. How do we succeed at that moment? There's yeah. a major point that you must know how to su- succeed at that moment. So there's the link on the screen for yesterday's broadcast. And let's jump in right now. So the first thing I want to talk about is that our gifts are developed, right? Um, One of the things when we see the parable of the talents, God is a God of increase. Mm -hmm. He's, uh, some people have the idea that there is no increase, that increase and, and victory and winning is a very Western idea. Well, you're going to need to inform God about that because victory and increase is all over the Bible. It's ever Matter of fact, he holds us accountable and calls people wicked if they don't increase. And so one of the things that I think that people have this idea is I have one gift, right? That's not true. And many times what you'll find is that people develop in those gifts. And in the parable of the talents, you really see how, I mean, just even the word in English, talents, right? 
and, and it's our skills and our talents. Now, they're talking about a monetary amount uh, in that. But he gives to them. He gives one. Uh, he gives, what is it, one talent to another. He gives uh, five talents or three talents to another. He gives yeah. five talents. He expects each one of those to take those talents take the resources that they've been given yeah. and to multiply them. Yeah. And when to the ones that multiplied those talents, those resources, he gave them more. Yeah. He gave them more. He rewarded them. All right, here's some more resources, right? Mm -hmm. And the one who didn't uh, increase and multiply that talent, yeah. multiply that resource, he yeah. took it away and yeah. he called them wicked. Yeah. And so a lot of times we have this idea, like if you go into 1 Corinthians 12, you'll see the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. And, you'll, and we see in there where it says that to each one is given a gift according to the will of God. Yeah. So many people have wrongly interpreted that to mean you have one of those gifts and that's your gift. It always works and operates in you, but you won't have any more. Right. But that, that whole doctrine is completely negated just a little bit further down yeah. when it says, covet the best gifts, plural, yeah. right? Covet the best gifts. In other words, you may have something that you're gifted at, but as you go after God and allow and believe in increase and allow him to develop it, you can operate in more gifts. Yeah. And you should covet those gifts, believe God for increase, move towards that. Now, I will say as a disclaimer, don't force them, don't force them, but allow the Lord to develop them and long for them, study to show yourself approved on yeah. those gifts, and allow those gifts to be uh, developed. So, for example, um, when you look at the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, you know, first of all, he's ruining the church. You know, he's snatching people out of their homes. He's agreeing with them being thrown. He's throwing them in, in dungeons. He's seeing Christians killed. So that's where he starts from. He's gifted in the natural sense of the gifting. Then he meets Jesus on the Damascus Road. His mm -hmm. life changes. He's introduced, and, and he makes Jesus his Lord. Yeah. His life is completely changed. You can tell by that fruit. And then one of the things that you see, the Apostle Paul is a great marker of all of these things. And uh, one of the things that you see is he goes away, and many people don't know this, he goes away for like 14 or 15 years, and he studies. Yeah. And many people don't know that. They, they think he just jumps right in there. But basically, he goes away, he takes the Old Testament, and God gives him the revelation of, of the grace of God and the revelation of righteousness. He gives him these revelations, and then Paul really begins. He becomes a teacher. We see that in Acts chapter 13. He's a teacher, and it says many teachers were gathered here. And, and then it says the Holy Spirit says, separate unto me Barnabas and, and, and Saul, yeah. right? Separate. And at this point, he moves into being an apostle. So he started as no, really no gifting. He grew into being a teacher because God gifted him. To, that wasn't something that he just said, oh, I think I want to be a teacher. No, there was a leading of God and a gifting of God to be that. We can see that in all the books that he wrote. Yeah. And then there was a development of that gift, and he actually is given a second gift uh, in being an apostle. Mm -hmm. So you see that development. You see the same thing with Stephen. Stephen 
is basically a deacon. He's cleaning tables. He's diligent at that. The next thing you know, he's working, doing the work of an evangelist. He's doing great signs and wonders. He becomes the first martyr of the church. But what happened? His, his gift that he took and he was diligent with, and this is a big key, put that in the comments. To develop your destiny and calling, you must be diligent with what you've been given. Yeah. To develop your destiny and calling, you must be diligent with what you've been given. Yeah. But then he's diligent with it. Next thing you know, he's, he's doing the work of an evangelist. Yeah. Great signs and wonders are being wrought by, through his hand. Yeah. And you see this development. So a lot of times people have this idea, this is my gift, this will always be my gift. And, and it should always be your gift, but it doesn't mean that it can't grow yeah. and that other ones can't be added to it mm -hmm. and it can't be developed. Right. So, amen. What do y'all think about that? Well, like what, what's instantly coming to me is when Paul told Timothy to stir up the gift that's been given to you. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. just because you've, even, even just because there's like a gift available to you doesn't mean we're always operating in it. You know, we right. have a responsibility to seek out and to stir up those gifts, to mm -hmm. seek out and to to get those working in our lives, you know, like, and, and I know you brought up, uh, first Corinthians 12, 31, when, when he, like right before that, he says, uh, like, yeah, like, you know, right before that, he's talking about not everyone's operating in all these gifts, but earnestly desire them, you know? So like, just because I haven't operated in a specific gift yet does not mean that that's off limits to me, you know? And, and I think a lot of times, um, we can limit ourselves and limit other people by, well, they're good at this, so I'm not going to desire that. I'm just going to right. let them operate in it, yeah. and then I'll operate in what I think I'm good at. Yeah. And that's kind of limiting the body, because what if what if God calls them to another to yeah. you know to yeah. to missions yeah. or something like that? What if what if God leads something else? Now all of a sudden we're not we're missing we're lacking on a gift because we just fully relied on somebody else yeah. to yes. put faith towards yeah. that gift. No, like I, I know you've said this, but you know. What's the most important gift? The one we need at the moment. That's you right. Know, at that moment. Correct. So yeah. I shouldn't just limp, isolate myself. Like, what if I'm walking through Walmart and and a gift needs to be operated yeah. yeah. in operation for someone, but I've limited myself to think only this person I know can operate in that in the gift of healing because I've seen it work for them. So so I don't. But I don't really believe that it can work for me. But I. Yeah. But that person's not around. That per, the person I'm ministering to needs to needs that gift. That's so right. if, if in my brain I'm thinking, well, I haven't operated in that gift very well, so it won't work, I've, I've limited myself instantly. Correct. But I have that spirit yes. inside of me. I have the Holy Ghost inside of me. Yeah. The one, he's the one who operates the gifts. He's the one who brings them in that type of scenario, yeah. you're the only one carrying heaven at that yeah. moment, and God needs you. you Absolutely. Know, he, he needs you yeah. to be the kingdom is a kingdom of increase, yeah. and it's a kingdom of faith. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, that's basically it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. What, what was coming up to me as Betty was talking, I re, we recently did a broadcast about David, like within the last month or so. And as I was reading through David, the thing that struck me right now, just with it being fresher to me, is that David didn't go into Goliath. Like he didn't go into that situation with a proclamation over him, David, giant killer. Like, yeah. it's not that the public had yeah. already received his gifting. Yeah. What had been publicly received, like, as far as the masses, was 
his ability to play music. That's yeah, what brought yeah, him yeah. in front of King Saul. So right. he had developed that gift. The gift that was known was his ability to play music. But what he'd been doing privately was tending the sheep and that private dedication to the yeah. Lord provided those opportunities for him. So that way, when he saw Goliath, he had a confidence knowing, no, I've taken care of a bear before. I've yeah. taken care of a lion before. Yeah, yeah. I know that God has trained me privately and now in a moment, I have this skill set with the Lord to do whatever needs to be done. So just because right now, maybe you know that there are things that you desire to do or want to do, and you've been pursuing them privately, nobody else knows it. Just because it's a private thing does not mean that God's not going to publicly use it for his glory. He's ever developing his people. We're ever in a state of growth. So just because it's not publicly known doesn't mean it's not a gift from God. Yeah, exactly. There's there's things that he developed in me for years and years and years, and then I'd watch them come out as a gifting. I was like, oh, wow. You know, um, one of the things, one of those things, like for me, was the gift of knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, I would just, I'd be standing in front of somebody and I would just have feel like, okay, they're dealing with this. Yeah. And then then I call that out, like, are you dealing with oh yeah, I'm dealing with this. You yeah. know, it just happened Sunday. It pretty much happens to me every service that I'm in. I'll get some yep. kind of gift of knowledge in almost every service. And it, it's very slight. Like people think that it's booming inside of you. Sometimes the gifting is just very slight. It's mm-hmm. that still small voice. And um but I had that operating in me all of my life, yeah. but I didn't know it. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I really started to minister. I'm like, oh, that's what that is, you yeah. know? Uh, and that was a natural gift for me. That was a natural. But there's others that weren't natural, like discerning of spirits. You know, I st- when I got around, uh, and we'll talk more about this in a second, about who you're around, but when I got around Brother Tracy the discerning of spirits started to work for me. Now, it, it right at this moment, it hasn't worked for me as powerfully and often as the gift of knowledge, but it has turned on, yeah. you know, and, and it does come up in that yeah. way. Well, that's a development and an adding of those gifts where I literally see into the spirit, you know, I see with my eyes into the spirit and discern what's going on in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very interesting gift. If yeah. you've never experienced that, that's a very interesting gift um, because it, it, it's just weird. Um, it's weird to your logical brain. You yeah. know? And uh, But one of the things that you see is that's a gifting that comes up in that way. And there's many things where I thought I would be, I mean, think about the Apostle Paul. At this point, he's just a teacher. Well, most people's idea is that you you're a teacher, you're a you're a teacher and that's all you'll ever be, yeah. you know, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor and teacher. But what you actually see in most of like the apostle and the prophet, most of those started as a teacher, pastor or evangelist. Yep. And then as they handle that gift well, they're given another gift, yeah. right? And so you'll see a development of that Uh, There's a base and a foundation because of the authority that those offices carry. And so your gifts are developed. Put this in the comments right now, that our gifts are multiplied, increased, and developed. Our gifts and callings are, are multiplied, increased, and developed. All right, now, 
The second area that we want to look at is that our gift makes room for us. So let's look at Proverbs 18.16. Put that in the comments if you would. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 16. When you have it, one of y'all read it. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before uh, great men. So one of the things, when you're finding your unique calling, one of the things that you'll find is your gift will start to put you in front of people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what you're called to will start to put you in front of people. And you want to pay attention to that. You know, you want to pay attention to those things. What are, what are things that open up the door and put you in front of people like that? Yeah. So, for example, like uh, one of our partners, uh, Corey and Brandy Johnston, um, the Lord had me give him this word and this scripture some years ago. And I told him, I said, Corey, because people were, because he was hungry for the Lord, everybody was pushing him towards ministry. And he does have ministry in him. But one of his main callings is business. And business put him in front of great men. Business, his business is a gifting, and it's put him in front of great men. Yeah. There's an anointing on it. And you see that. Look at Joseph, right? Joseph had a gifting of administration. Mm -hmm. The gifting of administration basically saved him, right? And it, and it put him all over the, uh, over the house of Potiphar. And then when he went into the prison, his gifting of administration and then his second gift yeah. of the interpretation of dreams yeah. put him in front of Pharaoh, yeah. right? Put him in front of the, the baker first, you know, and then he put him in front of and the other guy and then put him in front of Pharaoh. Yeah. And so you see that that gifting opened up doors. These are giftings and callings. Uh, that God has given us that will open up doors. Well, yeah. If I can't, even yeah. with the story of Joseph, the gifting of administration opened up the gifting of interpreting dreams. But you see, even before that, years before, he was already gifted in some way, shape, or form Correct. because he was getting the dreams already. Correct. So that was like yeah. something God had already instilled in him. And yeah. as he proved himself trustworthy, then it could unlock and develop. Yes. And, that, and so you see, this was in his life early on. Now, understand... Going back to the first point, if gifts can be developed just because you didn't have giftings that you recognized early on, doesn't mean yeah. that you can't be one of the most gifted yeah. now ever. For example, you know one of the greatest testimonies of modern time in power and raising the dead is Smith Wigglesworth. Mm -hmm. He was a plumber that was so scared to speak. Yeah. Right. He couldn't even talk to people, and he became one of the greatest ministers yeah. of our time. Yeah. He literally started at forty. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys are already years ahead of him. Yeah. Right. And so his gift—he didn't even know he was gifted. He didn't even know he was God. God's. You know, he didn't know that he belonged to God till he got born again, basically around that time. Yeah. And at forty, he comes up and he becomes the minister that we know today. Same thing with Moses. Moses is 40 when he really sees his calling, and the, but he's 80 before he goes about it, mm -hmm. right? So just because you don't have gifts that you recognize yet doesn't mean that you don't have them. Mm -hmm. They might, they're in you. Yeah. God's put his gifts in you. He's given yeah. gifts to every person, and we want to find what those are. And watch this. 
put faith on what those are. Yeah. So just because you don't have a gift that came out as a child and you didn't have a visitation from God. You know, one of the things that I've found and the Lord has ministered to me because I, I can't say that I had like this super big, huge, you know, testimony that some ministers do, you know, an angel visited me and this, that, and everything else. I just was diligent. Like I just put faith towards increase, and Lord, I want to be used by you. Like, Lord, let me be used by you. And that that heart of humility and hunger yeah. started to release the gifts. And I would say that, and you've heard me say this multiple times, I don't believe that I was the most gifted and the most anointed. I've walked into and ran into men and women of God that are more gifted and more anointed than me, but I was more diligent right. and more faithful. That's it. So you don't have to be the most gifted to begin with, but if you'll be faithful and if you'll be diligent and you'll be humble and hungry, those gifts, God will say, I can use that person. Remember, the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro to find someone whose heart is pure towards him yeah. that he might show himself strong on their behalf. He's looking for you. Put that in the comments. God is looking for the humble. Amen. God is looking for the hungry, right? He's looking for the diligent, and he is a rewarder of the diligent. Yeah. Remember in, in Hebrews eleven six, you must believe that he is a rewarder yeah. of the diligent. And when we understand that, everything changes. So yeah. uh, in other words, you can have somebody who's super gifted, and we're, we're going to talk about something here in just a second, super gifted, but they fall out of ministry because they weren't diligent. And yet you can have somebody who's not super gifted, but they're diligent, and they'll become the hero of the kingdom of God yeah. in that way. That's what we want to do. We want to be diligent. We want to be hungry. We want to be faithful. We want to be humble. Yeah. And that's how you develop these gifts and continue walking in them. Uh, your gift makes room for you. And look at this. Samson. Samson was gifted. He had a gift from God. Now, his character, eh, <laughs> right? Now, and watch this. His gift, even though he had character flaws, his gift still opened up doors for him. Put him in front of great men. The problem was he wasn't diligent and faithful, and those doors closed on him. Now, he was redeemed in the end. But I want you to see this is our gift, and, and this is a trap that you look at the gift instead of looking at the foundation of humility yeah. and faithfulness and diligence, and you just look at the gift, and that'll, that'll trap you. Yeah. And that sometimes people make the gift their source, and that's when they really mess up, when they make the gift their source and not God. Yeah. So they'll serve the gift, but they won't serve the one who gave them the yeah. gift. You see what I mean? Let me let me continue in this gift, and they'll serve the gift. They make the the gift more important than anything yeah. else, even more important than the one who gave them the gift. And that's when they mess up. And so, with this gift, you know, Samson was laying back. He was like he thought he was good. He kept playing around with this lady, and he kept playing around, and and ultimately it cost him his life, and it cost him his gift, Yeah. right? And where that gift did make room for him, he got kicked out of the room of, in front of who he should have been of, but look at, because he, did, he wasn't diligent with that gift. But here's the issue, did the gift make room for him, even though it wasn't going to end well? 
It sure did. This is a promise of God. And so one of the things, when you're identifying your calling and your gifting, what is putting you in front of great men? And put that question in the comments. What is putting me in front of great people? And if you haven't had that yet, then you seek to be diligent and humble and hungry so that those gifts can start uh, start to develop inside of you. Yeah. And God, if you're hungry uh, for the things of God, not just for the gift, but if you're hungry for the things of God and you're seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, God will give you gifts to advance that kingdom. Yeah. So if we'll get, and watch this, if we'll get more hungry to advance the kingdom than we are to be known for our gift, we'll actually be gifted. And, and those gifts will increase. But our gifts will make uh, room for us. So I look for those things. What is it that puts me in front uh, of great men? You know, one of the things, like for me, one of the things that's put me in front of great men is the leadership training. You know, it's a part of the gift. You know, well, one of the things that's put me in front of great men is simply a fire for God, mm -hmm. a hunger and a humility for God. You know, those things have put me in front of not having to be the center of everything, but literally sitting back. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you the meetings I used to go to where I'd sit in the back and nobody knew me, and I'm working my tail off for the Lord at home, and then all of a sudden, the Lord, the Lord would take notice, and he'd pull me up in front of great men, you know. Uh, I remember the day that I'm sitting there, and I they take me up to the front row, and I'm I'm rubbing elbows with Bill Winston, you know. What a moment! This is a hero to me in the faith. Such a faithful man, Dr. Bill Winston, and I'm sitting on the front row with him, rub literally rubbing elbows with Dr. Bill Winston. Uh, you know, Bishop Oyedepo, Pastor Adaboye, these men of God, brother Brother Copeland, Dr. Rodney. Brother Tracy Harris, you know, it's like I remember being in a meeting one time, and I'm sitting in the meeting, and Brother Tracy's there. I'm like, Lord, the fact that you've let me be live in a meeting with Brother Tracy, like everybody else might not recognize who's speaking right now, but I know who's speaking. That Your hand is on this man, and the fact that I'm even in a meeting, much less I get to talk to him and be a part of his life. Right, this is a great man of God, you know. And so, what is what are those gifts that make room for you in that way? Look at saying you already mentioned this early. Look at David. David was anointed. He had a gift of music, but then he's out there when when he's watching the sheep. What's he doing? He's working. He's developing that gift. He's not leaving it alone. And then King Saul says, "I need a musician. I need an anointed musician." And all of a sudden, he calls for David. Mm -hmm. And David comes in. He starts playing. And that gift put him in front of the king. Yeah. As did so. his shepherding. He yes. shepherded yes. a sheep before God put Correct. him and installed him to shepherd a kingdom. Yeah. And so I asked these questions, put them in the, in the comments. What is it that you like to do? What is it when you do this, it makes you happy? Even if it's something, even if it's something that's not like, super biblical. You know, I like to go out in the woods. Well, maybe you're supposed to go out in the woods and do a podcast or do some kind of social media about what you find in the woods and people start following it and it puts you in front of great men. That could be a gift. Like it doesn't have to be that every person is a five-fold minister. We, we have this idea that it's like that. It's not like that. 
But on that, you can, you can uplift God, and, you can, and people come, and they start to say, I like what you do, right? What is it that you like to do? Second thing, what comes easy to you? What comes easy to you? Now, there's timing to all of this. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But a lot of people, as soon as they, they see something, when I, what we're doing is not, we're not jumping into that area we're identifying the area. Then once you've identified it, then there comes the release. We're going to talk about that in a second. But what, what do you like to do? What comes easy to you? And, and watch this one. What do people constantly try to praise you for? Like they'll praise you for this. Now, it might be wrong that they're praising you and not praising God. But what is it that people like are looking to praise you for? You know, for me... Now, and understand, this was a gift, but it wasn't utilized the way that people thought it would be utilized. When it came to technology, I just understood technology, programming, things like that. Well, everybody would think, okay, you're going to have a business that does it. When I would have a business, it would never flourish over that. Why? Because that technology was not designed to operate just in the business realm. That technology was designed to operate in ministries. So now what are we doing? We're taking what we know in technology and we're having like Evan DiDio do that broadcast where we're talking about technology. Look at the time that we're in. Isn't it a great time to understand technology and how to get the word out through technology? Mm -hmm. Can you see what the Lord did there? So I could have wrongly assumed it was only for business, but it wasn't. It was for ministry. So we want to stray away from... Stray away from assumptions and make sure we've heard from the Lord what it is and when when it is, and those things will help us in that calling. So our gift makes room for you. So before we move on, is there anything uh, that y'all would like to say about that? Yeah, uh, well, you know, and I know you kind of already gave that little bit of a clarification because, like, I, I know in the past if I would have heard something like that, I'd, be, I'd, I'd think to myself, well, what do I like to do? Well, I like to do this, so let me just do what I want to do, you know, yeah, yeah. and like try to make a business or try to make like a living yeah. off of it. And, um, and that's not at all what we're saying. What, yeah. you're, what you're saying is how can we identify, you know, some Correct. of the things that God has, like, like, you know, using the Matthew 25, the parable of the talents, what are the talents that God's given me? Not in yes. like a corny way, because I know talents is money, but like, yeah. like what are the talents and the giftings that God has given me? How can I utilize that? Not for my own selfish well i well if i like to do this so i'm just going to do what i want to do because but yeah. in a how can i utilize these gifts uh to advance the kingdom you know yes. how can what how can i utilize this thing and and it's not and it's not something that we figure out in our logicking out okay well this is the gift i have so how can i how can i like i don't discover how to utilize this for the advancement of the kingdom in my head yeah i figure that out by being led by the spirit of god God's the one who's, yes. he's the one who began it. He's the one who put that gift in us. He's the one who's going to bring it about to completion. So I, this is all revolving around a reliance on God. I trust that you're going to lead me and guide me and help me to fulfill what you've called me to, to fulfill. I'm not going to discover those things by me just getting in my head about it and trying to figure out, okay, how can I do this? Because I want to do something now. Yes. You know, yeah. if, if that makes sense. Well, impatience can kill your calling. Yeah. Yeah. Put that in the comments. Impatience can kill your destiny. Yeah. Right. And and that kind of goes into the next question. But or but before we do that, do you have anything else on your gifting? 
what you were saying earlier, you kept saying the word diligence, diligence, diligence. And as you were saying it, I heard another word with it. And then I believe the Lord gave me an imagery to tie it all together. Diligence and discipline go hand in hand when it comes to giftings. Like they they have to go hand in hand. And what I found within myself, I've found it within other people, is in a broadcast like this, it's very easy for the excitement in realizing you are gifted, you are called, you do have a divine purpose by God, every person watching, and that excitement can can make an arrival mentality very easy of, I'm gifted, the end. Like, I, I have the gift. And you do. Like, God instills within us everything that we're ever going to need for the entirety of our lives and then adds to us as we continue on. But the discipline to be diligent is what prevents us from being a dull blade. You know, God's given us these giftings. The image I saw was, you know, within me, using myself as an example, for a year, like, I didn't understand it at all till I got here. But for years, people would just say, you always seem to know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know how you know things like that. Well, there's prophetic stuff in me. I didn't know. But the corruption of the world came in, and that sharp knife became dulled with the world. And sometimes the knife would cut correctly. Sometimes it would hurt other people. And so if I had heard at that age that I was gifted in prophetic ways and didn't apply discipline and didn't apply (laughs) diligence, it would never be precise. It would never be on point. So the diligent discipline in the things of God, in his timing, in his ways, in holiness, in purity, in abiding and listening and obeying, it takes the dullness that the world has given and it sharpens and it sharpens and it sharpens to the point that every time we wield the gift that God's given us, it hits and it's surgically precise every time. It's necessary. That's right. Well, and what we're looking at next is, and this is important because we looked at what what are people praising you for to kind of identify what God's gifted you yeah. at. Uh, but what are things that could kill your destiny? What are things that uh, could could destroy that calling? Yeah. And uh, you know, there's the obvious things: um, uh, gold, girls, and glory. Those are the three the three big ones, right? Is uh, money, uh, sexual uh, perversion, and then taking the glory for yourself, right? Those are the three big things. Uh, they can kill your gifting and your calling. Now, but here's some other things that I want you to see is, you know, what are some things that we should avoid? While we're talking about this gifting, make sure, let's make sure that we don't miss it. Like what you just said, you know, relying only on the gifting, like I said before, and, and really worshiping the gifting. More, and then think about that. How many people honestly just want the title. What they want is a gifting where they're wanting to be recognized more than they're wanting to worship God. Yep. What if, and this is a good question, uh, because if you don't do this, you're, you're likely to be limited, right? Your destiny is likely to be limited. What, what if God said, I'm going to gift you but nobody's ever going to know it's you, yep. and you're just going to worship me for all of your life and never be known for your gift. How many people would be okay with that? I mean, how many people would actually be okay with that? And the truth is, we, we all want to say, oh, yeah, I'll be good with that, but that's not true. I right. can promise you that's not true. 
We want to be recognized. We like how that feels. Like that's a question that's, you've got to work out. Yeah, you've got to work that out. You can't just like throw that question away because here's the thing, without a diligence towards having the right heart towards that, that gift can break you. Yep. That calling can break you. Now, God didn't give it to you to break you. He gave it to you to develop, yeah. to be diligent and disciplined with. He gave it to you to keep him at the forefront and keep him receiving the glory. That's the whole purpose of the gift is to get glory to God. Put that in the comments. The whole purpose of our gift and destiny and calling is to get glory to God, yeah. right? If, if yeah. I can very fast, what Pastor just said is so key. And I know he said it's not something to skip over, but legitimately, don't skip over yeah. that question. Yeah. Would you be okay if no one knew you were gifted? Yeah. The end. Like, And I yeah. say that because there were giftings in me for years, and they couldn't be used or truly yes. manifest yeah. because my answer to that was no. And when Pastor yeah. finally confronted it with me, it was like a year before I could even earnestly say, yeah. I hope so. Like I'm, I'm striving for it because I didn't like that idea. Yeah. It took, it took time. But once it settled in you, then God can start to use your giftings. Yeah. So that pride that'll squash it. It'll keep those gifts dormant inside of you, and they'll never be productive. So yes. that that question is humongous, and it's something that needs addressing. And I won't tell the story now, but literally. This is a question that God asked me on a more severe level. And when I answered that properly out of my heart, that's when ministry started working. Yes. That's when it started working. Yeah. Yes. That's when it really took off is when I got that really proper in my heart. Mm -hmm. you know? But most people are not like that. They actually won't. You know, for example, most people, when many, many people have longed to be a pastor. But what they really long for is the Sunday morning exposure and looking like the person that everybody is standing up and clapping their hands. What a message. Yep. Oh, my goodness. That's what they really want. What? And, but then they get in. Like, that's the fun stuff. Like, that's the fun part, yep. right? Uh, let me tell you the not fun part. <laughs> the not fun part is the long hours and deep into the morning hours at times when you need to minister to somebody, the phone calls in the middle of the night. The person that says they love you and they're there with you forever and then stab you in the back. And then, you know, the people that lie about you and cheat and steal because you're promoting godliness and they don't want godliness right now. So they, they tell stories about you. Uh, the people that, that will not be uh, diligent with you, you know, mm -hmm. uh, what about the just the... The challenge where it's like constantly every time you get somebody up to a new level, they want to go out and have their own ministry. Or yep. you get them up to, instead of us working together now and really becoming strong uh, you know, and sowing that into that, they want to go do their own thing. Or the challenge of every single time that, that I get somebody up to that level, there's a new person coming in the door that doesn't know anything. I got to start all over with them right? All of these are mental things that you have to work through. It's not just the fun part of yeah. that. How about the, the person you've told the same thing to a hundred times and they did it again, yeah. you know, and they want mercy and they want help now, and you've got to give them mercy. So that's all the stuff, like what you see on Sunday morning, that's the fun. Yeah. That's the fun stuff, you know? There's other pieces. Now, here's the thing. I find fun in all of that now, when I first started, I didn't find fun in that. The reason I'm saying that is not to discourage somebody, 
But there's a lot of things that people think they want, but they actually don't want. And if if you're not actually graced mm -hmm. in that gift, and you try to move into an area where that gift is that you're not that you're not graced for, it will blow your life apart yeah. and hurt other people too. Yep. So this is not something to just like throw around and. Well, I, I, I'm gifted at this. And I'll, I'll watch people all the time. They're like, well, I'm, I'm gifted at this. I'm like, really? You know, and I don't even know you, but I bet that's not true. You know, why? Because I've seen it so many times. It, here's the thing. You know what? Your gift, <laughs> your gift will show. Yep. <laughs> your gift will show. I, I'll, start, I'll be able to see your gift probably before you're able to see your gift. That happens all the time. But when you come to me, you're like, well, I'm gifted at this. I'm like, well, we'll see. You know, we'll see because it'll show anyway, you know. I, you don't have to. These are things to avoid this attitude because they can blow up that gifting. It can blow up that calling and that destiny. And, and look at this. Look at, you know, watch this. This is something I think is very important for us to get really honest with ourselves. The word says judge ourselves so that we're not judged. We need to be self-aware. Mm -hmm. Many times, what is it that people call you out on? especially your pastor or a spiritual leader in your life. What is it they call you out on? Yep. What is it that people complain about you about? If you got together with a group of your peers, what is it that they would say, well, you know, Brian's great, but this is always an issue with me. Like, you need to watch that thing because that thing, like you might not like hearing it, but that thing can destroy your destiny. Yep. And it's good to figure out what those things are. Uh, not because you have to focus on the negative, but you definitely need to avoid them. What is that thing that you, know, you really don't want to talk about because you know it's probably true, right? What is, what is that thing that keeps coming up? Or the two or three things. What are those things? Yeah, very, it's, Abby said it, it's important to be self-aware. And if you don't judge yourself on those, judgment will come up from those. Mm -hmm. You understand. Uh, so, for example, King Saul. You know, King Saul, here he is. He's anointed. He's gifted to be king. But he is prideful, and he wants to be known. You see that pride when he tells David, wear my armor out there, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, he wants to be known. And then he starts seeing David rise up, and he starts trying to quench David. And everybody knows it. Like, what's that thing that everybody knows, but you don't want to talk about? Mm -hmm. Those things need to be avoided. Look at, look at Samson. You know, here he is. He's, he's doing the very thing he's been told time and time and time and time again. Don't do this. Yeah. He does it again. Finally, it cost him. You know, it, it strips him of that gift. And look at, look at Joseph. You know, yeah, he's gifted. He's a dreamer, right? There goes that dreamer and everything. But here's the thing. He couldn't, he couldn't stop talking about how he was gifted in front of people. And it almost cost him his destiny. It almost cost him his life because he, he, kept, he kept promoting himself and yeah. didn't know how to shut up. Yeah. He didn't know how to be quiet with it. Yeah. And like Joseph's story is a great story, but he almost, lost, he almost yeah. had no story. He didn't have proper discernment with his yeah. brothers or with Potiphar's wife. No. Assuming Potiphar's wife's going to leave him alone. Or with his parents. No. <laughs> with his parents, his discernment was off on those things. I mean, he's even telling his dad, like, you're going to bow. Don't, 
bow down to me. That may be true, but that doesn't mean you go tell everybody that. What he should have done was taken that to his dad and said, Dad, here's the dream that I had. What do I do with this? Yeah. What do I do with this? I can remember one time I had a legitimate word from the Lord, just like Joseph had a legitimate word from the Lord. And I took it to my pastor. I said, I want to I wanna post this. I want to post this. And, he, and uh, he said, I wouldn't post this right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, and this is what I did. It was so bad. I'm telling on myself, you know, I didn't always do things right. You know, how do you think I learned about proper submission and authority? Because I messed it up. <laughs> but I learned from it and changed it, and things got better. But I posted it. I posted it like two or three days later. And uh, I was like, you know, the Lord's given this to me. He, it's not his to shut down, right? And I posted it. And now looking back on that, that was like 2008. It just came to pass. The word came to pass, you know, later. I should have posted it at the right time, which would have been a few years ago, right? Um, but that wasn't the right time. He knew that. He knew that, and I should have gone and listened to what he said, but I thought he was holding me back. Mm-hmm. I thought he was holding me back, and that was a problem, and that could have cost me more than it did. Praise God, the Lord had mercy on me, and I was just being dumb. And, yeah. and uh, But uh, it, it, it could have cost me. It could have cost me dearly. Yeah. Um, in that thing, and that's what Joseph did. He had he had that word. He should have taken it to his dad and said, "What do I do with this?" And his dad would have said, "Hey, if this is from the Lord, then it'll be it'll it'll come to pass." Yeah. Uh, you don't need to go share it with everybody. Just meditate on it. Keep it in your heart. Let the Lord develop it and show you that. He, if he'd have done that, his his path to Pharaoh may have been totally different. Yeah. Well, he had a gift but he misused it, you know, and, and that's why we have pastors and shepherds, you yeah. know, over us. I, I, you know, like one of the things that like the, the thoughts that keeps coming to me that, that you might hear is, well, they're just trying, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit. They're just yeah. trying to shut down the gift or they're jealous of my gift or they're trying yes. to hold me back from operating the gift. They might actually be trying to keep you from misusing the gift. That's you correct. Know? Like, yeah. like there can be a gift that, that, that you have, you know, like I've heard people say, like leave churches because they're like, well, they're just not using my giftings. They're not just, well, either one of two things is, is, is probably, well, one of three things, you know, is, is happening. Either you're getting ready to misuse the gift and they're trying to help you not do that. You're not yes. as, yeah. or two, you're not as gifted as you think you are, you know? Yes. Um, or, you know, it could be like a King Saul where he's trying to actually do that, but that's the minority. That's, yes. if God's planted you, that's, more likely than not what's happening, you know? Yeah. Um, or you haven't properly communicated. Or, or you haven't properly communicated. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so there's a fourth thing. Yeah. But but most of the time, it's probably uh, the pastor's trying, like, when that thought com- comes where, oh, they're, they just, they're just trying to, they're, yeah. they're trying to suppress my gift. They're trying to get me to not move the gift. Either I'm not as gifted as I think I am, or I'm about to misuse the gift, and they're trying yeah. to save me from going yeah. through everything that Joseph went through when he was misusing his right. gift. You know, yeah. like there, if we miss, like, just cause we're gifted doesn't mean we automatically, that's why we need the diligence and the discipline yeah. doesn't mean we're automatically, Oh, well I have this gift. So I know exactly how to use it because God's given it to me. So I, I'm going to do it all right perfectly yeah. from here on out. Cause it's from yeah. the Lord. No, we can misuse the gift. And we've alluded to Joseph yes. enough times to recognize that. Yes, you can misuse the gift. Yeah. You know, like, uh, so, so it's important for us to Put on that hunger, that humility, yeah. that's right. the asking that's those right. questions. Hey, I, like I feel like the Lord's developing this gifting in me. Yes. When's the right time? Yeah. How, how can I develop this? 
what's the proper way for me to utilize this gift now and grow in this gift? You, you know, like yeah, asking those yeah. questions. So like, if I feel like, I, like my, I'm not using my gift as much as I can, asking questions, hey, how can I utilize this gift or how can I grow in this gift so that I can be as effective for the kingdom of God? Yes. Because yeah. a lot of times it's a my kingdom mentality that wants to promote the gift and push the gift and yeah. push what I have, yeah. like we've already said. Um, but no, I need to put on humility and say, God, let me utilize this gift. And if you want me to use, utilize this gift to advance his ministry or this ministry right. where yeah. you've planted me, that's one of the best ways to really develop that gift. Because if yeah. God can trust us with that which is in others, you know, then he'll yes. give us our own. But it ultimately boils down to... Am I going to humble myself to the vision and what God, where God has planted me and utilize my gift in that humility yeah. so that it can develop rather than misuse it or use it at the, at the wrong time, if that makes yeah. sense? Well, and it's so short-sighted of us to just look at our, our mm. own life and like mm. our own ministry. and the, Yeah. Because like, yeah. I, I used to think that way for years, but why are we gifted? For the glory of God. Yeah. Why does God give gifts under men? For his glory. It's at his word. It's his way. And here's the thing. Whether I'm attached to your ministry, or I mean, I am attached to his ministry, but just for the sake of the example, if I'm attached to pastor, or if I'm helping buddy in youth, it doesn't matter. It's all about him. When I stand before the king of kings on judgment day, he's not going to be like, Barry, you used your gifts well, and you gave yourself so much glory. Good job. Who cares how much glory I ever get? Who cares if you ever get your own ministry? No one has their own ministry. You don't have your own ministry. That's right. It's his. That's right. Every single gift, it's his gift. My life, it's his life. So if I do it well, he's getting glory for yeah, it. Yeah. That's it does so it doesn't matter. The political side, the titles, yeah. the the hierarchy, it doesn't matter as long as I'm obedient and yeah. he gets the glory, that's what matters on judgment day, as long as yeah. he is glorified. Well, and you look at even <coughs> finishing up with Joseph when he goes to Potiphar's house. Now he's operating in that gifting. He's operating in that administration. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, everything he touches is being blessed. Yeah. And, and watch this. And he gets comfortable. Mm-hmm. He thinks that he doesn't have to be diligent about character. Yep. Yeah. And he finds himself in, in the house. Now watch this. In the gifting, he, he takes too much comfort in that gifting yep. that doesn't deal with character, Right. And all of a sudden, and character is not what everybody sees all the time. Character is character, is character when nobody's looking. Either yeah. it's in your heart right or not. You know, um, A lot of times people, I find that people want others to uh, have a certain amount of character towards them, and they want to force that. You know, They want to make you like, you need to do this right. right. Yeah. But here's the thing, I don't want to... I don't want you to do things right simply because I tell you to or because I'm forcing you to. I want heart change to occur yeah. in you so that you will do it right whether I'm there or not, Yeah. right? And so whether somebody was there or not, he didn't have the character to understand that this gift is going to be attacked. That If you're gifted, that gift, the devil, you think the devil's going to take a gift and not attack it? And so he gets into poverty. Potiphar's wife's head, and now she is attacking 
Joseph with this, yeah. attacking the gifting. The devil knows this is a gift from God. He's got some plan. I remember that dream he told when he was a kid to his brothers and dad. You know, I, I remember that dream. There's something in this kid. Everything he touches is blessed. Like, let's just take this out. Mm-hmm. You know, understand this. Joseph is, is blessed that he wasn't killed by Potiphar. Right. Like, we're not talking about civilized, you know, 2020, 2022. We're not yeah. talking about this time yeah. where people don't do that as much. We're talking about a time where it's like, I mean, his brothers threw him in a pit. Yeah. They were going to kill him because he told the dream. Yeah. You know, this is a different, this is a more barbaric time. You just got accused of being with a man's wife, right? And all of a sudden, you know, Potiphar could have just, hey, take him out, you know, yeah. right? So he got comfortable with the gift and didn't think that the devil's going to attack that. Now, I'm not talking about fear, but fearing, fearing over it is never right, right? But you do need to understand there's a reality that the devil doesn't like about a gifting and a calling and a, and a destination, uh, destiny. There's, a, there's something the devil doesn't like. He's going to look to end it. Yeah. And so it's not where we get lax on our character, right? We need to maintain character. Samson needed to maintain character. Joseph needed to maintain character. Uh, King Saul needed to maintain character. And character is not just what everybody sees. It's what people don't see. Mm -hmm. It's the heart that you have towards leadership behind the scene. You're not in front of them. It's the the heart that you have towards God and, and towards other people that may be getting the attention when you're not. It's that's character. God sees that. God protects that. That character keeps you in the room that gift makes for you. And he got he got relaxed on that. Mm-hmm. And 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 he could have died. Yeah. You know, uh, this is this is one of the things that this is how to avoid losing that destiny. Now, one of the things uh, we're, what we've talked about today is in finding your unique calling. We talked about how the that our gifts are developed and they're increased. We talked about that the gift is going to show and make room for you and, and God's going to give you new gifts and then things to avoid to see that gift uh, to see that gift so that it's not sacked, it's not destroyed. Tomorrow we're going to talk about these things, identifying your calling uh, in that gift. What is that identification of that calling? What's, what's the identity and three steps to identify that calling? We're going to talk about recognizing the moment to step into that yeah. gift fully to step into that place, to step into your destiny, but then also, okay, now, how do we fulfill that destiny? So tomorrow we're talking about how to identify that calling and to, and to fulfill that calling. And uh, so let's get ready uh, for that tomorrow. It's going to be great. I don't want to spend any more time on today because I feel like we would cut short mm-hmm. what I had left, and I yeah. don't want to do that. So we'll talk more about fulfilling your calling tomorrow. Look forward to that. It's going to be great. Uh, before we wrap up, anything else that y'all would like to say or anything you saw today? Um, there was just one thing that, that, that was coming up to me when we were talking about like, asking the question, are you willing um, to be in that place where, where, it never brings, where your gifting never brings you to that, to that recognition point? Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, how did we word that? Um, but, well, I well guess, are, are you willing yeah. to never receive glory for yeah. your gifting? Yeah, and... Yeah. and, and, and I remember I used to really not like that um, that thought and that yeah. that um, that idea and that concept. And there might have been someone watching today that when you heard that you were like, 
well, my gift brings me before great kings. So, yeah. so no, I would not be willing, you know, to, to be in that place. Because, yeah. and, and in this, the, and what we're not challenging is the word, and will the word perform what the word says it'll perform? Yeah. What we're challenging is our heart. That's correct. And, and I know yes. I've had that conversation with both of you about that, because yeah. I didn't like the, 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 the <laughs> thought, right? Um, but we're, again, we're not challenging, is the word going to perform what the word right. says it's going to perform? Correct. What we're challenging is, is my heart in the right place that it's not actually about me yeah. and yes. about me being before great kings and about me yes. being in this place of glory and honor? Is it about God? I'm yours no matter what. Yeah. Yes. And that's the heart that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had whenever they yeah. said, when they said, our God is able to deliver us from this fiery, right. fiery furnace. But even if not, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm not, we're yeah. not going to bow to your idol. But they're not, that wasn't like a statement of unbelief that, well, we don't really know if he does or if he doesn't. That's not what they were saying. They were like, outcome, schmoutcome. You yeah, know, like, I yeah. don't really care what, this, what the outcome is. I'm, I'm going to obey God no matter what. That's right. right. Yeah. And that, that was the conviction. Yeah. That, that was the heart that they had. And that's yeah. the heart that we should have is, yeah. is, is I really, that's not my motivation and that's not yeah. my heart. Whether I'm before great kings or not, I'm going to obey God and give him my gifting 100%. Yeah. That needs to be my heart. And that's what we're asking when we say, would you be willing to not receive that 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 glory, it's not. We're not challenging. Is the is the word going to do what the word yes. says? The word's yeah. going to do what it says. But is my heart at that place where it really doesn't matter what it looks like or the yeah. outcome? I'm just going to give God my giftings 100, percent no matter what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. And and it increase is mm-hmm. in His hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it's not mine to to manufacture yeah. or to manifest. He's the one who gives the increase. The yeah. Bible's clear about that. Yeah. He's the one who promotes. Yeah. See, a lot of times we are after our own promotion. It's self-promotion in that way. And uh, I want to give a little bit of vision on that. And, and here's, here's the thing. So this is, this is what I've watched. I've watched now as this has been missed by so many people. They want to, people want to have their own ministry. They want to be known for something but they're not willing to become a part of something that's bigger than themselves. They want the bigger thing to be them and be their own ministry. But Jesus says, how can, if you won't do well with that which is another's, how will I give you that which is your own, right? In that statement alone is all the wisdom on on this that we need. In other words, if I'm not fully given to those things, and we may talk about this some tomorrow because it goes along with something, if I'm not really given to somebody else's ministry and vision, how is God going to give me my own vision anyway? And this is, but I want to give you this vision. So for me, my goal and my vision in this ministry is, and I was seeing it so clear as you were talking a second ago, is I want everybody that has, that has a desire to and that God wants to, I want every person in this ministry and, and people that will come into this ministry that we don't even know yet. You know, I, I love this statement, is the, the masses of who's attached to this ministry we've not even met yet, mm-hmm. right? And, and so I want everybody that is ever going to be a part of this ministry to come before great people. But they're not going to be able to do that and stay there and have that influence. I would love for the testimony to be like, my goodness, <laughs> if you were a part of Boomerang, if you were connected to what's right, everybody that was there, they all now are in front of presidents. They're in front of kings. Their ministry is exploding, but they must have learned something there. 
And the issue is they learn how to take the gift of God and handle it properly. Yeah. Yeah. And if you ever saw a difference uh, of, of how to handle it properly, look mm-hmm. at the difference between King Saul and King David, yeah. who took the anointing and the gifting and how they, and neither one of them was perfect. You know, both of them made mistakes, but one of them handled it yeah. totally wrong. Yeah. And, and one of them handled it very right. Yeah. Uh, different testimonies that God has about both of those men. They both had the same calling and same gifting for that office, yeah. but they handled it totally different. One, one we know is the great king and one is the one that we learn what not to do mm-hmm. with. Um, how they handled the gifting had everything to do with it. And that's what I want everybody in Boomerang to understand is how, and, and the thing is the word will come to pass if you handle the gifting properly, yeah. but that comes back down to our heart yeah. not wanting to be known for the gift. Yeah. That, is, that is a major item with that and being willing to not be known for it and not yeah. receive your own glory for it, but give glory for God. I'll remind you of King Herod where he started, the people started praising him as a God and he took the glory for it. This is New Testament. He took the glory for it and an angel came by, smited him, you know, smote him and, and literally he died right there. Oh, you know, died right there while he's receiving the glory. Like it, it wasn't like in the future in some you know, sweet by and by of yeah. heaven that that happened. No, he was sitting on the throne yeah. and he's taken the glory. He's in that position and he took the glory. Well, this obviously is a heart that we don't need to have. We want to make sure that we utilize our gifting to give God the glory. Yeah. Yeah. So Father, right now, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you are developing gifts in every person that's hearing this. You are developing gifts. You are making room for them. Lord, you have plans right now for everybody hearing this to make room for them by their gifting in front of great men and women around the world. You have plans right now to set them in front of of great people. Father, thank you that you've given us the wisdom to develop the gifts and how to keep the gifts with character, not serve the gift and worship the gift, but worship you. Father, we thank you for it. Thank you, Lord, that we will handle these gifts properly. We will move at the right time, and we will know uh, what we need to know and do what we need to do and say what we need to say in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, and we praise you for it. Amen. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. We just we just praise God for you, and tomorrow we'll be back. We're going to talk about how to fulfill that gifting and calling, how to walk it out, and uh, it's going to be awesome. So Amen. y'all looking Amen. forward to it? Yes, Absolutely. sir. Amen. If you would like to give today, you can give. go to giveww.org. Uh, you can give by PayPal, text to give, Venmo, what Cash App, uh, cryptocurrency, NFTs, give one time, give on a regular basis, all of that at giveww.org. Help us get the word out there every single day. Partner with us. Our job is to put it to good use for the kingdom and to bless it. So, Father, right now, everybody who may be giving today and, and moving up in their gifts as they're learning this and they're growing in that, every person who is sowing a part of their resources, I call it blessed in the name of Jesus. Bring a supernatural harvest to them of abundance now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for that. 
We praise you. We give you the glory and the honor. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.